Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. And now, your main event. Introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddy, Jeff Dye and Freddy Prince Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Wrestling with Freddy, Season 3. First of all, we'd like to thank everyone for their support. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for wanting. We are back. Also, today's episode dedicated to WrestleMania. And finally, it looks like Endeavor has purchased WWE for somewhere between 8 and $10.2 billion. We don't know. We don't want to know. This is Wrestling with Freddy. Good evening. And good luck. We're starting the show, Big Jeff. I got the opening correct. How are you, sir? I was going to say I miss you, but I see you all the time, it seems like. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say I miss you for pleasantries. How are you, sir? I miss you too, buddy. Um, Feeling really good, man. You nailed the opening. That's a good omen for season three. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I love it. WrestleMania weekend was huge. We were there for Saturday, which I believe was the superior day to Sunday. What about you? Which day did you think was better? You, like me, watched Sunday on television and yes. Saturday at the live event. I was just explaining to our lovely producer who has a new wrestling name, Mac Daddy Alex. That's right. That's uh, right. That um, I I think going with you to wrestling, when we went to AEW and when we went to uh, WrestleMania on Friday, they're two of my favorite days ever. I'm like a little kid. I was like so, I was having fun. I was running around and being silly, trying to make friends, make people laugh. I couldn't believe they're giving away food and drink in there. I was going, hey, this is free whiskey and popcorn. Like, this is the greatest. <laughs> I was having a good time. It was cool to sit with you. I don't know if we're allowed to say the wrestlers that were in our suite or not, but we had some some wrestlers. Sure, some, little... some, some homies came by to say hello and, and say uh, hi to Alexa the kids and Alexa Bliss and Baron us. Corbin there. So that's I was kind of like starstruck that they're there. There were some cute women in the back. I happened to have one of my buddies <laughs> that was just happened to be get uh, come with someone else to the same suite. My point is, it was such a good day, but I felt like I barely watched any of the wrestling. I almost had to like come home and like rewatch all of the wrestling that was happening because I was like a little kid in there just being like, this is such a cool day and I'm with Freddie. And, <laughs> and it's the first time I've ever gotten to really hang with uh, Sarah, which was really cool. And then also like, I love your kids. So that was a fun part of it to watch them watch wrestling. That was so funny. 
Yeah, you and my daughter got into it during Cena and Austin Theory. I thought you guys were going to fist fight. I was glad I was I between it. you. I didn't know that your daughter was the funniest, funniest person alive. It was, it she's was, a funny was, chick. What? When she's comfortable with people, she is very outgoing. When when they're strangers, she can get tend to get a little shy, but she knows you now, and she knows she can like because you'll give it to her a little bit. You'll give yeah. her the business a little bit with a wink and a smile, and so she's like, "Oh, wait a minute! If he's giving me the business, we must be cool." Yeah. And so even when I said uh, Jeff's coming over, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to WrestleMania. She was like, "Wait." Jeff Davis, that's the showrunner for my for my wife's show. She was like, he likes wrestling. I go, no. She goes, oh, you made Jeff die. And she got super <laughs> excited. And so when you guys were going, because she hates Cena, so she's going to boo him. You were cheering yeah. Cena because that's what you're supposed no, to do. No, I be. wasn't cheering Cena. I was booing Cena just because she was. But then when I saw you this, started she was like, off, I thought. Yeah, I started. I switched <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to just annoy her. Uh, yeah, but she was very, very funny. But I think that night one wasn't as good as night two. Tell me why. We disagree. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. Um, so I felt like night two had moments that people would talk about, whether they were intentional or not, right? So you got a hell in a cell, which is like a, a gimmicky thing. And I can't wait to talk to you about that. I'd love to hear what you think, thought about that hell in a cell match. But then also like Shane coming out, you know, that's a, we haven't seen him for a while. So whether you like Shane or not, that is a big oh celebrity appearance or, or like a pro wrestler appearance. And then he hurt his knee. So that's something people are talking about, like, oh, you know, he popped his knee or whatever. The um, the, he probably shouldn't the have been out there in the first place, but yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't want him out there at all. But at least we got some <laughs> surprise appearance and then something to sure. talk about because it was like they're like, here comes the money, and then it's like, there goes the money. He's out. That's thirty seconds. <laughs> oh, no, uh, <laughs> about thirty seconds. But I just thought there were so many more moments. I think with night two is all I think. And if you look at the two cards, I think everyone knew that too. I think everyone knew like before it even happened like that night two was going to be a bigger well not everyone because i i disagree i i honestly thought yeah other than the main event which we'll get into i thought night one was the superior night i thought the matches were more fun i thought the right people won all the way down the line basically um and night two i thought the wrong people won sometimes and i just didn't like the vibe as much and so I guess it's weird to compare the two days. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that, yeah. but it's hard not to. Um, but I wasn't a big fan of the, or I didn't think I was going to like Brock and Omas. And oh, then Brock, Brock made it okay. I was like, wait a minute. He he started off just like laughing at his his inability to affect Omas. And then halfway through, he was selling like hell. And all of a sudden, I was like, well, wait a minute. They're not going to. No, they're not going to. Okay, thank God they didn't. All right, Brock won. We're happy. We're good. But he he really he saved that, that match for me. But other than that, Hell in the Cell was weird because I don't think Finn Balor knew how strong the camera mics were. So if you were there, I think it was better than if you watched it on TV because he did too much of that like and like my kids and wife are laughing like they're laughing yeah. bro and I hate that I hate when people think wrestling is goofy and that's not Finn's fault because he's not aware that it came through so crystal clear on the camera mics oh, um, yeah. so I I didn't love the match because of that. I loved Edge. I loved the work that the two men did, but that like that Count Chocula stuff, man, it took me out of it. Like, I think it that's just, why they why why the demon lost 
is because he's like, kill the demon. I don't ever want to do this again. Like, if we could just <laughs> defeat the purpose. demon, I don't ever have to dress like this again. I don't have to do the, I'm possessed. Also, <laughs> do we need red and purple kendo sticks? Do I need a purple table and red chairs? Like, it, what were the, what was what was the significance of that? Was it no just like brood and demon colors, or what? Yeah, you. We were talking about how wrestling didn't want to spend any money on WrestleMania, but they spent some time spray painting a table purple <laughs> for no reason. Like, like well, we don't need that's effort, that's elbow grease, not money. But they definitely were a little skimpalicious on the money. Although, when the the philosophy, and I know this was the philosophy was they wanted it to be the most profitable WrestleMania of all time. So it was cut as much cost as possible. And then, by the way, and then sell. So this was a great way for them to show just how profitable the company can be. Um, They had basically two sellouts. They had $21 million in sales and over 80,000 people both nights. So it was a good weekend for the WWE. It just was a really bad weekend for Cody Rhodes and for everybody that invested their time and energy in watching his story, which is billed as a Hollywood story, to come to a finale in Hollywood and supposedly have a Hollywood ending. And it was the worst possible ending a movie could <laughs> have. And I include every single WWE film ever made, the Marine 1 through 12, have all ended better than the end of Cody Rhodes' night. I have no idea why they put him through that story, why they let him make that many promises, that many promises on camera, and then to not be able to fulfill any of them. I don't know how it helps his character. I don't care how many times Solo Sokoa comes in and cheats. I don't know how fans believe in him as much as they did. Again, I've heard people talk, well, maybe they'll do it at MSG where his dad won in a, in a couple months. And it's like, you're going to force it and force feed the championship? Like, that's what fans hate is when there's like, we'll give him the, the title on this date because of this. No, give him the title when the story dictates the title should be given. Not when it's a good location. That's like right. when movies started sucking was when they started pre-selling territories because they're like, well, Tom Cruise makes more money than Tom Hanks in Indiana. So we're going to go after Tom Cruise instead of Tom Hanks and pre-sell all the theaters in Indiana. It's like, uh, all right. Christopher Reeves warned everybody about this, basically got blacklisted and then it was proved right. Um, so yeah. I hope they're not doing that. I just don't know what you do with Cody from here. Like we can do make him the U.S. champ. That's why he signed with the company. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I just don't, I didn't know, man. And it was kind of a downer at the end of, it was a weird way to end WrestleMania. I legit didn't even like tune in for Aftermath. It was one, two, three, ding. And I was like, no, click. (laughs) We're going to watch some anime with the boy. (laughs) Like it was just a weird downer ending. And I don't mind heels winning if the story dictates it. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. 
They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I keep going back to, like, Cody's negotiation. Like, what must that have been? to get him to leave AEW and go there? Was it just, hey, we're going to put you in the main event at WrestleMania? Or was it, hey, man, we're going to get you the championship and here's the story to do it? Or was it just, hey, man, I'm, I'm sick of AEW. I want to come back. I want to come back. I've learned a lot. Let's see if we can work out a good money deal and make everybody happy. If it was one of the formers and if it was the championship story, then they did him wrong as hell. If he knew this going in, cool. Then it's more on him for the promos that he cut. Because, I mean, and even his father said this. I remember his father saying this. He said, everything you bring to the ring, baby, is a promise. Everything you say to those people is a promise. And baby faces can't lie, baby. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there like, because I wrote a promo that he didn't like. And so I sat there and I rewrote it. And I brought it back to Dusty. And he's like, this is better. Than, this is because not going to win the match, but he's going to give it his all, baby. And he's like trying to help help me, right? Be, be a better wrestling writer. Because he liked my dialogue. Um. So I've always subscribed to that philosophy and I know the company has as well because I've heard other people in the company say Dusty's version of that or maybe Dusty was saying their version. I don't know. Um, but it was a very weird, weird finish. And uh, sadly, it ends up being my worst of the week. Like I'll hit you with that right now. I just thought wow. they really just deaded that story. Maybe they're going straight to Sami Zayn, although he looks pretty preoccupied with the Well, the match wasn't your worst of the week, but the the this the, the, the story. The finish, the story, story, and the yeah. finish. No, they wrestled the hell out of each other. That it match was, was the amazing. Best wrestling of the entire weekend. They just got the wrong finish, and the wrong mm. guy won. Even though Roman's the right guy, he's still like he should have lost. Cody should have won. 
then you can do the the Sami Zayn thing, and then you turn Cody heel. You don't want to give him the the promise. He doesn't want to fulfill the promise as a heel. You got to fulfill it as a baby face. Otherwise, what the hell are you doing? If I really sit back and think in my wrestling mind or like how, you know, we've watched wrestling our whole lives. There's been guys that have been in the company who have, have you could say, quote unquote, earned like a spot. You know what I'm saying? Like Seth freaking Rollins. Or you got like a, a Bobby Lashley or a, um, a Drew McIntyre. Or a, there's so many people that have been at WDB, they've had great storylines. They've had these things. They've been there so long. They've worked so hard. Cody Rhodes hasn't even been in WWE, hasn't been back in WWE in a long time. You know, I've seen the pushes they give hype, right? And so there was a lot of hype surrounding Cody. Look at the push they gave Logan Paul. You know what I mean? Like he just had like a little three-month contract or whatever it was. I think it's over now, by the way. And so he just wanted to work the the Rihanna Super Bowl deal, right? Like, let me sell my drink. She had the powder pad, the the makeup powder, and like during the middle of her song, takes it out so everyone can see her brand logo, and boom, powders the face, and bam, I'm pregnant and I'm singing again. And and Logan comes out and he does his prime thing, right? Because that's what he uh, wants people. We to We love Primey. That's the next Primey! big star in WWE, dude. Primey, 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 Primey for Intercontinental Champion. He's going to take he, on Gunther, I heard. He could be a, he he could be as big as our truth, dude. People would love to see some Primey. I hated Primey so much. I, love I was him. so glad. I was so glad when he got splashed by his best friend. Why also why not make that Logan or Jake Paul like you Jake, said cuz you thought have it was been Jake. Jake in there. Yeah, it should have been Jake. It should have been Jake. Sense. I think it was just a prime deal for his drink company and he's just trying to promote that. And he got paid a ton of money. I actually heard how much he got paid. I'm not going to say. Um, Primey or, about people's or Logan? No, 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 no. The Logan Paul deal. Um, but he got oh, paid. And he basically got paid to promote his own stuff. So you can't be mad at the dude for hustling it like that. Yeah. You know, I've he made it work. i to say about Logan Paul. He made his, his wrestling look crisp and clean. He lost, which he should have done. He should have lost that match. The right person won. Seth friggin' Rollins. Stop dressing weird, bro. Um, and yeah, man, I loved when Primey got slammed, although it should have been Jake Paul in there. I guess though, if it's Jake Paul, then Logan has to win. Cause that's when Jake, like when the ref's not looking blasts on, on Seth and then takes the mask off and it's like, ha ha, it's Jake Paul. And then he's out cold and Logan gets the win. So maybe it's better that it wasn't, but Primey out of all the mascots in the world, you're number two for me, right behind the Phoenix Suns gorilla, whatever his name is. Ooh, we're gonna do that. I just got you. Got to give Benny the Bull, the Philly fanatic. You know all of them. Phoenix like you're, you actually know these guys. Then Primey, Primey's up there. What about Primey. what about the chicken? Not the man cinnamon then. toast crunch guy. I didn't like that. What was that guy? <laughs> Would you agree the there was too many ads this WrestleMania? Like this was the most like advertised WrestleMania I've ever seen in my life. It was just so they, much ads. Money, money everywhere, man. Money. Everywhere, everywhere, twenty-one million in ticket sales. Yeah, I know. Money I can everywhere. get my taxes done at TurboTax. I know. Well, you, I don't need <laughs> seven hundred reminders of it. And but now you really know. Crunch. You know they're committed to the game, and they're spending all their all the people they insure's money on ads for the Super Bowl and for <laughs> for WrestleMania. 
And WWE has done a good job of making the the audience feel like they're a part of the show. And I think that lends itself to exactly what you're saying. They're like, no, we're a part of this. We're going to be on TV. You see me? I was dressed like Hogan. Like, that's always like a big part of it. signs used to be a huge thing. Yeah, they cut back to like they do video montages of people reacting to matches from 25 years ago. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. they've made the 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 fans a part of the show. They've done a great job at that. Now that being said, here's a little thing WWE doesn't want you to know. That's why you come to Wrestling with Freddie because oh, we'll give you we'll, we'll tell you stuff that uh, that maybe someone won't want. It. They are pumping in sound when you watch that thing on um, television. So I, I watched night two at my buddy's party and like, this is another Vince thing. You could hear, like, you would have Corey Graves being, listen to the intensity of this crowd or whatever. But like, and yeah, then it's the crowd all being pumped in. They, they, they show like um, the the end of that terrible tag match between all the girls that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, which was the worst yes. of the week. I yes. mean, it, it, that was the most embarrassing wrestling match it, it, I've seen in a long time, especially for the stage of WrestleMania. But anyways, and you see the people in the crowd are just watching. Just, you know, they're not mad or anything, but they're just watching. But then you're hearing it's like, oh, like it's like like you think that there's And going. everyone's mouth's closed. You're like, where's yeah. this noise coming from? Yeah, they're just feeding in sound and they're like, listen to <laughs> yeah. the intensity of the crowd. It's like, trust me. We were they there were night doing one. That. They were doing that on SmackDown all the way back when I worked there. Not for all Raw, right. but they would do it on SmackDown big time. They would literally... So that you knew who to cheer for. They would have booze for the heels and cheers for the. And I'm just like, what? That's so corny. But all right. Well, even when we were there, it's like every 100% of the stadium was loving the WrestleMania. I'm not saying they weren't cheering. But like, you know, just they were just tentatively watching and cheering when they when things happened and, and booing when they didn't like things. Yeah. But if you watch if you watch it on the television, it's like. Just nonstop. It feels like playoff baseball. Like a soccer like, game. It's is- like a it's like a European soccer game where the crowd just oh, like never stops screaming. And that's not that was not the vibe. And like you said, everyone was attentive. Everyone yeah. was all in. The crowd was hot. It was hyped. It's just they they decide when they cheer. Right. Not you. And Not that decision time. is based off the work that the two people are doing in the ring or sometimes <laughs> the eight watching. people in in the ring. But yeah, man, it was that's always been a strange thing to me. I don't know why they still do it. It's not necessary. It's not helping sell the brand. Oh, people are hearing cheering. That's why they they know it's good. No, that people are going, why are they cheering? Nothing's happening. Like that's how people's brains work. They're oh, watching yeah. something and they're hearing something that doesn't match and our brains telling us this is a lie. It's just no one wants to believe someone would be that insecure that they would pump in fake crowd noise. But it's, it's true. There are people that insecure i love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens baby but you got this hi there i'm honey german and i know we can all use some positive energy these days that's why i make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way and luckily we have state farm to support us Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I also don't know why Bianca Belair beat Asuka. I have not, I haven't seen Bianca get better since she won the title. I've seen her stay at the level she's at, which is good. But I feel like we should have seen more growth from her by now. So I genuinely thought Asuka would win and be a placeholder for whatever heel they're going to try to get over to beat Asuka. Because that's how they use her, right? And I don't mean use in a bad way. She's a credible, amazing wrestler. She gets all her stuff over. She makes her opponents look great. She's willing to lose at this point in her career. So she doesn't mind dropping a title and she's still You're a credible Oscar champion. Bianca Blair? Asuka, Asuka. Okay. So, cause that's how they've used her in the past, right? She holds the belt for a little while. Then the other person comes in, beats her. And that's the person we really want to have the championship. So that's how they, 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 they function with her. And so I thought she was going to win to set someone else up because I felt like their philosophy would be, look, we've given Bianca a hell of a run and I don't know how much, more we can do. But then I saw her opening with all the little kids doing the Bianca Belair dance. She's going to win. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) My daughter and I both were like, oh God, she can't lose now. It was so cute. Very, very very cool. So so I guess the right person won again. I just would like to see her get to another level on the microphone. And and that's, yeah. I will say one, one criticism of, of wrestling. I don't even know if it's a criticism, more of an observation. There was only one title change. All those matches and one title change. Rhea Ripley Rhea was the and only Charlotte. title change. Yeah. Well, it. and the tag and, champs, tag team champs. Oh, there you go. So that's okay. a championship. So two but title changes. As far as the, the singles titles, yeah, like the IC stayed with Gunther. I thought I was going to hate that match, by the way. That might have been my favorite match of both of both so nights. These guys know. beat the living crap out of each other, those but for smacks, real. I was like, oh my I was like, God. did they mic them from inside their chest? <laughs> like, like how? How, what is that sound? I mean, it was insane. Bro, the Seamus one, 
where he was just in the corner getting whooped on by Gunther. I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard a chop that loud. And then Gunther and Drew started going back and forth. And I was like, oh, my God, those chops are so much louder than the ones I just heard. And when Seamus had Seamus had McIntyre on the other side of the rope and he's hitting him like that in front of the crowd. Uh, Drew, it appeared to like just said, all right, enough. And like just kind of like slid down. Like just <laughs> and let like, him right. That was like. He's like, I counted 30. And Seamus is like, no, yeah, we're only at 28. And he's like, no, plenty. F you, it's yeah, 30. It's plenty. <laughs> this is a lot. They got their worth. I'm dropping out of he's this. Like, <laughs> kind of- he's like, yo, you stopped and started my heart six times during this process. <laughs> Please leave me alone. I started like, to think too. his chest. Those kind of little moments make it seem more real. Like him just being like, like that is you just going, I, enough. Like I just, whatever. Or there was even a moment where um, Roman uh, did something through the through the table where he was trying to powerbomb um, yeah, man. Cody, but then Cody was able to just kind of stand up and kind of reverse him into Back the other him, table. Yeah. That was a well, great so shot. Their timing was a little off, but it did make it look more real. The timing being off made it seem like two guys trying to fight each other it made it look like cody tried to get the ba- the body mm-hmm. drop the back body drop and couldn't and then he's like ah blam yeah. and the team my buddy was like this, that exploded looked, my buddy was like that looked clunky and then we rewinded it and we're like no it actually kind of looks more real this way like yeah, like it, it, looked, it is I what you would be great. doing if you're trying to hey it was cool i thought it looked great man they, they really i mean mo- all the matches except the the girls tag match i thought did a good job met expectation or exceeded expectation. I will say one thing, man, wrestlers know matches. My daughter at one point asked Lexi how long, how much longer she thought the Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair match would go. Cause she really wanted Charlotte to win. And she was like in the match and Lexi goes, ah, probably about two minutes. And like one minute and 58 seconds later, boom, we have a new ding, champion. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I looked <laughs> over amazing. at her. I was like, yo, how did you do that? That was sick. That's pretty sick. <laughs> but as big time Rhea Ripley lovers on this sh- on this show, yes, she's. I know some people were mad that Charlotte Flair lost the title, but who would you have rather Rhea get the title off of? That's why Charlotte got the belt back to make it credible for Rhea to go over the most credible champion, arguably the most. You could say Becky's the most, but one of those girls for certain is, and for her to beat Flair like that now makes her the one which is what you and I have been saying she should be all of last year, all of last year. And I really thought they got it right. And she's going to be champ for a long time. I'd love to see Beth come out of retirement the way her man came out of retirement because she did she did Beth wrong at that other pay-per-view where she was like going to, you know, basically kill her. And they made edge say, I quit. That was how they beat edge. And the I quit yep. match was, she was going to concerto Beth. So I think now you get that payoff where you let Beth come in and get one little run at the belt. She loses, of course, and you let Rhea get that win as well. And that gives you time to build up whatever baby face you want to come after her. That's going to fail ultimately. Cause Rhea has to be champ. Maybe not as long as, as, as Roman, but she needs a year long reign for sure. I think Rhea Ripley, I hope Rhea Ripley holds the belt for a thousand days. Like she, she is might. so, so like we've always said, I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast, but me and you have talked about it. That like, Charlotte Flair is so good. She's athletic. She's got like the gymnastic skills. She does high flying things. She's so much stronger than other than all the other girls. Because like in in with the men's division, it's like you'll see like a big guy, right? And you'll be like, oh, who would who could beat that guy? And then they bring in another big guy. There's a lot of big guys. 
Where with, with Charlotte, <laughs> it was just she's not only big and strong and athletic, but she's the only big and really strong and really athletic one. So she just dominated the women's field. Rhea yeah. Ripley's the first we've seen that were like strong, big, great uh, on the mic. Great. She knows what she's doing. She's hanging with the guys. She's has a great up. look. She looks super yeah. hot, even though she's she like dark and about for death. Like months. She beat up Dom <laughs> every week on 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 wrestling. So she's just she's the perfect person ass. to have the belt. And she's the perfect person to um, I hope that she carries it for a long time. And I, I actually kind of. Hope that she becomes a little more like a face instead of heel because the it I don't know. I just I just think that she's I think people are going to cheer for her regardless. So she may end up being one of those people that can be a heel when she feels like it and still get cheered. But I think they're definitely going to bring sweet little baby faces up to try and take the title from her that she can just chew up and spit out. Best of the week, Jeff, what was your best of the week? Uh, you already touched on it, but I loved the almost versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, but we, uh, we will, we will disagree a little because I love, I love almost. I think he's so cool looking and that voice, like you could hear him over all of the crowd, like while he was like taunting. He sounded like a like Shao Kahn from like Mortal Kombat. He's like, <laughs> he's like laughing and like he's just such a deep cool. And he looked cool with the hood. MVP's got his back. But, like, everyone just looks so small to him. They did the standoff, which was pretty cool. And I love Brock. Big Brock guy. Always have been a big Brock guy since day one. I love one. babyface Brock, dude. I love him so much. He, he came out smiling and laughing, which was pretty interesting. You never see yeah, that. Yeah, cool. I love um, it. I'm, I'm not. I, don't, I, I would hate for Brock Lesnar to hear this. I love Brock. But I just wish I almost would have won. I think it could have been a nice way to be, like, Here's a new guy. I hear you. Because Brock, Brock just, has nothing to lose by losing that match. He can just kind of like look up and smile and be like, okay, you got the best of me this time. Or you could find a controversial way to like let almost win. Because, but like whatever it could be is like. Yeah, that that I would buy more if, if MVP interfered and, and something, you know, spit whiskey in his face again and it, it yeah. hurt his eyes and then almost wins or some kind of trickery. But I, I thought they protected him the best they could. And still have him lose because he did dominate the majority loses of the match. constantly. Unless it's a jobber, this almost guy just keeps losing. Well, he's got he, he's green, man. He doesn't know how to work a match yet. He still has to grow. So I think that's why they can't give him the humongo push um, because of that. My best of the week was Ripley Flair. I love this payoff. You and I have been rooting for this girl for so long. They had one suplex there that was just freaking insane. I thought Charlotte was going to die, but it looked almost planned. Like she planned on doing that full on back, not flip, but back layout to her stomach, basically. Um, and I think it was just her hair. Is, there's so much hair that it looked like her head smashed into the mat. But when I watched it again on the clip, it didn't. She she oh, cleared it it fine. But no, it didn't. But that suplex was so scary to watch. But other than that, I love the story they told. I really enjoyed the match. I liked uh, I liked the fact that she won, she has the belt, and it doesn't look like that belt's going to go anywhere for a very long time. That said, how do you feel, and we'll get ready to close with this, how do you feel about the sale of WWE to Endeavor, a Hollywood company? I don't even know what it means. Like I don't know what could what my what the possibilities are. Like like what does a merger with UFC mean? Are they just going to keep like a division well, of already wrestling people to run it? 
that's more media nonsense. You don't have to think of it like that. Like they're not going to be operating as one entity. Right. Uh, Dana and Vince, first of all, hate, hate one another. They don't oh, respect one another. All those quotes that Dana made are the exact opposite of what he said about WWE and Vince McMahon for the last 20 years. It's all on YouTube. Everything he's ever said, everything Colin Cowherd ever said, and now he loves it too because yeah. he's repped by Endeavor, and that's who got him the tickets to sit by. So now he says, oh, but it's such a great show. Like He called right. the fans of WWE mouth breathers. All yeah. right, He does not respect wrestling or you, so screw these guys. They They've always talked trash. Don't give them love now, y'all. They're right. just doing the company line BS. But these will be separate, separately run companies. Endeavor has much more than just the UFC. They're buying, I want to know who their bank is, because apparently they're just buying everything on credit, because ain't no way they got $10 billion on hand like that. It's crazy. But um, they'll be operated separately. UFC has always had opportunities to work with uh, WWE ever since Ken Shamrock back in the day. They tried to get uh, Chael Sonnen. I know they tried to get Chael. I think I was actually there when they went after Chael. They tried to get Bob Sapp. I think they actually may have gotten Bob Sapp for a week and then realized oh, wow. he couldn't wrestle and sent him back to Japan. <laughs> um, so there'll be opportunities there for guys that are retiring, maybe a few, a few more, but they'll definitely be run completely separate. My only thing is who did Endeavor agree is going to run the company? Because if it's Vince then I don't know what that does to Hunter. And Hunter's been the driving force behind the improvement of this. And that's not to say Vince doesn't have good ideas, all right? The bloodline was Vince McMahon's idea. That was his, all right? And I think that's public. I think other people are, have mentioned that before. This isn't like breaking news. So he has good ideas, but the wrestlers made the bloodline work. The talent is what made that work. Paul Heyman helping out with that is what made that work. His ideas can work but some of them you end up with the carrying cross and the and the oh, yeah. the the sex maniac leather gladiator get up you know what i mean like that's not cool that's whack that nobody wants to look at that nobody wants to see that so it's whoever's going to whoever they agreed is going to run it and if it's vince look i love vince he was good to me but him and kevin have have gone the wrong way so many times on wrestlers, not because of any other choice outside of pettiness. Like it's not that, Oh, this wrestler can't work or this wrestler can't talk. It's nah, they didn't want to play ball this time. So screw them next time. And it's like, well, <laughs> all right, you just deaded four other stories. Cause all the other wrestlers that were wrestling, that guy had stories. And now we're starting over again. Yes. Yes, you are. Okay. You're not even denying it. Awesome. Cool. Let's go back to work. I mean, that's how it was when I was there. Crazy. So, yeah, man. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope I hope it was just a temporary thing and Vince came in to make sure they got the most out of it. Because before Vince was there, people were saying it was going to sell for like $4 billion. And I, Vince must have heard that and been like, screw that. I'm coming back. I'm, I'll show you how to negotiate. And then he gets this huge deal. Hopefully he trusts Hunter enough to, to leave Hunter in charge because I really feel like Hunter's got a great eye for talent. He's got a great eye for stories. He knows who can pull things off and who can't. Um, I'm not saying the guy's perfect by, by any stretch of the imagination, but almost every, if not every disagreement he and I had when I worked there, in hindsight, looking back, he was right and I was wrong. I got no issue saying that. Like wow. I ended up learning a lot when I left the company, seeing, 
looking back at the choices that were made while I was there and the ones he supported and the ones he didn't. And like I said, if not every time, maybe I got one where I was like, ha ha, I'm right, but I can't remember it. So it it was definitely, he was right more. So I hope he's still in charge, man. Um, But, but you never know. I mean, wrestling ain't going anywhere. We know that they just put 10 billion into it. I don't know if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing, but at least we won't have to hear about it. You know, maybe selling, maybe not selling. Maybe we'll have like a little bit of a consistency now. Cause I feel like there was a lot of question marks up in the air the whole time. Like, Oh, is he going to sell it? The Saudi's going to buy it. Like, what does this mean? And yeah, also, yeah. maybe now we'll have some like some consistency on whether Vince is there or isn't there. It's been a guessing match since he's left. Like, when he when will he come back? Will he ever come back? Is he? You know, it's like a kind of a lot of I don't know. There might be some kind of structure now, which will be interesting. I think you said it best last year, and I wasn't sold on this until he came back. It, and you were, you know, is he going to leave? Is he not? You were like, look, he's going to leave, but he's going to come back and he's going to die in gorilla position. Like he's never, he's never going to quit. It's one of those things where like, was it you that was saying like the, the old school football coach who retired and like died a day later? Cause he yeah, Joe needed... Pa from Penn state. He yeah. Like that was the he died guy of like a broken heart. Cause he yeah. only knows football. If Vince doesn't get so, in wrestling, he's just wandering the streets going, uh, like what? He yeah, doesn't know growing, the outside world. <laughs> growing thin little pencil thin villain mustaches <laughs> from the 1940s. Like he's going against Humphrey Bogart in a movie. Like, listen here, Humphrey, you're not getting the girl this time. And Humphrey Bogart's like, yeah, we'll see about that. It's time for a brand new segment, my friend. The hot tag. All right, guys, we've talked about it on this podcast before. Me and Freddie have said it multiple times, and I've said it off camera thousands of times. These Japanese wrestlers, the Asian wrestlers, need more respect in our business. Okay? Listen, they're great. They're talented. Are you setting me up for a... No, this is real. This is a real hot tag. Give it to me. But I think that that's why I made it the first one of season three. I know how important mic work is. I'm always defending it. I'm saying, listen... I actually like someone if they're good enough on the mic that I don't even care if they make a mess of the ring. I was a huge Enzo Amore fan because guess what? The dude's got good mic work. But here's the thing. That's why Shinsuke Nakamura is basically just floating around the roster and why they're not putting the belt for longer than a month and a half on uh, Asuka is because they're not... Getting, they're not doing the mic work. We teach them one word of English, and then they shout it very strangely. It's, it feels weird. I get it. But maybe set them up. Maybe give them some love. Give them a Paul Heyman. Give them a manager that they can just rant in their native language, and then the manager takes charge, says what they says, and does whatever. We need to find a way to showcase and make these uh, Asian wrestlers giant stars like they should be in wrestling. That's my I, hot tag. Find a way. Freaking, I freaking love your hot tag. And even though the ref wants me out of the ring, I'm not getting out of the ring. You and I are doing a combo move to this guy because your tag was so hot. Um, I couldn't agree more. How crazy would it be if the bloodline broke up and Paul Heyman's as character as character said, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to give my services to every Japanese wrestler on the roster. And then we all just assume that Paul speaks fluent Japanese and he just <laughs> translates, even though he doesn't, right? That'd like the amazing. character wouldn't. And he, <laughs> yeah. when he'd be like, here's what Shinsuke just said. So 
Now, you're going to understand pain in a whole new way and just break down <laughs> yeah. whatever Paul wants to say because he's money. And then Shinsuke would just be like, yeah, you're damn right. And then also, go have an amazing match and kick the crap out of everybody. It's worth it because they're so, so good. They're I would love arguably that. superior to the other wrestlers in many ways. They just don't have the mic work. So all of us in the audience are going, uh, uh, what is this guy saying? We, 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 so like, why aren't we trying to find a way to make them as to make them shine as brightly as as they should? Why not? Today I'm recording from my Gaghead Studios. So my yes. YouTube channel under the same name Gaghead is going to be back very soon with lots of nerdy games. If you like the stories I tell here, every game I run is an original custom story that I wrote. Uh, so it's a lot more of my stupid voice. If you like it, then I guess you don't think it's stupid, but I think it's pretty stupid. Anything else, Jeff? Did I forget anything? Follow us on Instagram, Wrestling with Freddy. Twitter is WWFreddyPod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.